We're back to Whiskey Hill, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking e-games, cannabis, blockchain, it used to be, and so much more. <laughs> Most importantly, <laughs> over whiskey. <laughs> I'm so cracking up about some client just called me out. <laughs> I'm going to get through it. I'll tell you his joke. It was good. It's worthy. Uh, America calls Kai Black. Up through a brown and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle with three brothers, middle. various shades of brown, <laughs> bringing you the latest tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. <laughs> Tell them. Oh, go ahead, Anthony. You messed it up. I, 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 had, I was going to do the Jack Harlow first class and I just. Go, oh, get in there. Get in, Fergie. Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good look for Fergie, man. Because um, remember the last yeah. time she had an outing was at the Nash- the NBA All Star Game, oh and they were God. laughing. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they yeah, made remixes that. and everything for her. Um, you know, well, anyway. my cousin's texting me right now. I'm just gonna give him a nice shout out. He's like, "Hey, where are the Whiskey Hue episodes? I'm gonna tell him we're recording right now, homie. I'm gonna take a picture of us. All right, we gotta tell oh. audience what Clyde just called me out, man. All right, <laughs> so we're talking about different superstars. I gotta replace, like you know, Shaq. Uh, Charles Buckley, we grew up on them. They're aging out. That's what some people say. I'm not an ageist. All right. But like some people saying they're aging out, but like Draymond Green, uh, Dwayne Wade, I'm a, he's a Chicago. I'm always going to love him. But, um, I said, yeah, you know, Dwayne Wade compared to, you know, Draymond Green is not as, you know, I'd rather listen to Draymond Green because he's just funny and he doesn't care. And Dwayne Wade looks good, but what does he got to say? And Clyde's like, oh, you like those sweet abs or something? Or <laughs> Whatever you said, man. That's why I'm laughing. All right. Cause he just called me out. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, that's funny as hell man i'm still laughing (laughs) (laughs) it's all good welcome welcome to the whiskey hue ladies and gentlemen we're excited to be here uh back and at it it's a wild time in the market it's a wild time in the world wild time in crypto and we're here to talk about it all in addition to a couple other things but before we dive in just check in fellas what's been going on not a damn thing so um Man, what is going on? Well, AG, That's the F one. Oh yeah, I, I, F one. Oh, come so, on, man. You've been so, talking about this for things. decades, okay. and now so, you get your oh, time so, to Oh yeah, so 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 oh yeah, it's a week after. So this is what happened with F one. All right, so I wanted to go for about a, once they announced it, right? And then as I'm working with my with my crew of friends, we're like, you know, everybody's different when it comes to traveling. I don't have a group of guy friends. Who are like, you know how some of this guy, you know, friends, you know, guy friends are like, yo, we're all going to travel together. We'll just, we'll just, someone pays it and everybody gets the money. We all try to figure out who can we get our company to pay? Can we just this person to pay? Can we jump on this? Um, so that didn't happen with us. We just, you know, uh, the prices skyrocketed after the last race of last season in, in December. You know, grandstand ticket went started off at like, the goal was for it to be like six hundred dollars for a week a weekend pass. No, that's cheap. It skyrocketed to about three thousand dollars, and then it kept on going up come mid March, and it just became you know I, I got priced out. Then Carbone, then you, it, Carbone had a restaurant. LeBron's going to be there. MJ's going to be there. They, they know everybody was down there, so you know the, the, each each team also has. Um, like their own setup where you can buy VIP areas and get access to it. Yeah. And the cheapest one was Williams racing team, which was the the worst team, technically the worst team in there. <laughs> and, and it still costs like to get their access to their weekend, their, you know, their, their club area weekend pass for the Williams team went to, went from like, I think it was like $9,000. And then the top teams like Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull went up to like fifteen twenty thousand $20,000 for a weekend pass. It just became, a spectacle to the point where 
like they're, you know, you had the European fans who's like, oh, this is, this is not what Formula One is about. But little do they know, that's what America does. We make everything a spectacle. <laughs> we ball okay? out. We ball out. <laughs> like, well, so much to the point where when you had Lewis Hamilton, who is the best F1 driver ever, he's taking pictures with Michael Jordan, you know, uh, Go. David Beck, Tom Brady. Go. And then, and you see pictures of like MJ smoking cigars in the lounge with Spike Lee and here come DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just wanted to shake hands. <laughs> just like, I'm just happy to be here. DJ Khaled, acts, I, I, I got to respect DJ, DJ Khaled's, uh, his, 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 his like fanboy, his, his love for other people because he's up there on echelon status as a, as a producer, of course. Yeah. But he's just, a, he's just like, oh, snap, Michael Jordan. I, and I ain't mad. Listen, you know, I'm still, I'm still going team LeBron, but if I saw MJ, I might go fuck LeBron. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Just go on to that. I mean, if you look at the history, you should. Anyway, but go ahead, Clyde. What were you, what were you gonna say? I will say that MJ is cutting DJ Khaled some checks, so he probably was just like, "Thank you for keeping the bag coming." So I get oh, yeah. it. The cool thing was like MJ, like you know, his personality was like a Kobe. Like he was not that dude, right? Like you'd hang out with. Like he was just cut. I mean, he would party. Kobe was more like the studious type. Like, but MJ's like somebody must have said you got to soften your image up. You know, because uh, he's been joking around when he at the 70th, 5th, like remember the 75 all star or whatever, yeah. all the time. He came out, he was joking. He's like, ah, what's up, bro? Hey, M- you, man, M- you beat my M- team. <laughs> M- MJ, MJ was drinking a lot before the, the NBA. He probably did he come from like one of your dances, one of your show, like your drive, like whatever these, you're, you're not in NASCAR or like something? Did he oh, come from the right one? Are you talking about, hold on. Oh, you're talking about the, so. I'm talking everything. Like MJ, MJ clearly is drinking before or something every, every time he's on there. Okay, he's he allowed, is, man. He deserves. And, and, oh, he, uh, listen, when you're at that age and you got that kind of money where you ain't got to do shit, it just comes in. You know, he and even in when you in the documentary, he had as he's talking in his mansion, his mansion villa on the island somewhere. He's sitting there with you could tell that was some expensive bottles, uh, glass of scotch, smoking a Cohiba. <laughs> And, and, and he was, he's just like, listen, I'm living my best life. I ain't mad at it. You got billions of dollars. Do so your fun. thing. No, so man, I'm not he, here to stop it. He didn't have, when he was playing, he was partying. They, they used to try to rein him in because he would not sleep. If he didn't sleep, we would have had 10 rings. Damn. Damn. <laughs> he, he didn't sleep. He didn't take care of his body because they didn't know about it, right? He was all partying one to two hours. He would sleep one to two hours a night. That was, he was notorious for that. And, you know, he might have slipped up and been in someone else's bed. He, you know, the wrong bed sometimes. <laughs> that was a big knock on him. All the time in Chicago. So, <laughs> let's change, man. Let's just stay on the positive, right? Jack Harlow, baby, pineapple juice. Mm. <laughs> so hot, for man. First class. No, that was that was that was a that was a harp, right? That was <laughs> like <laughs> right. <laughs> pineapple. It's a hot track, right, so, man. Jack, Jack Harlow's album. Listen, I not gonna lie, but you know, a couple people were telling me about Jack Harlow in the past. I heard a couple of songs. That this album's good. That, that was good. Every once in a while, when I re- I listen, I'm like, there was a couple of songs. I was like, is that Drake? Because his, his, <laughs> flow, <laughs> his flows is like Drake, like yeah. Drake's. And I was just like, all right, but you know, I, I ain't mad at it, you know, and, and we'll see how he keeps on evolving. Like my biggest thing with, the, with, with rappers is that they just got to, they have to keep on evolving. They That's can't, a tough part. They can't stay the same because he's actually rapping. Yeah. Like him, Drake, they rap. Kendrick Lamar's album dropped late last night. Damn, he he's a rapper. Everybody else yells. It has a great beat, and they call it hip hop. <laughs> ah, whatever. So, oh, <laughs> yes, I'm, hey, I'm, look, I, I grew got, up in I grew up in nineties nineties rapping in, in in the Northeast. 
We're, I'm, I'm hard. I'm hard. I'm hard on it. It is what it is. And, and you gonna tell people to get off your lawn too, old man? Huh? Now listen, no, no, listen. good shit there, man. We're not I, all I, trying I, to get out I, with your baby, I, man. There was, there was a couple times that I recognized I had to evolve, so I listened to it. But there are some songs, so I'm just like, yeah, what the hell is this? And and, and, and they all have they all have a, a cadence. There's a yeah. lot of the songs that are hot that yeah. have a cadence. That that's the cadence and and the sounds that actually make you give you a top uh, a top track, right? It's the same cadence, yeah. and you just like it's the same song. Switch an artist, you switch sw- switch up some beats. You add this, add that, and boom, hot song. That's been going on forever, man. Take take Alicia Keys, uh, New York with Jay Z guested on it, Clyde's favorite god, and then um, Rihanna's <laughs> Umbrella. Take take the vocals away. It's the same beat. Hmm. We used to do that all the time. That wasn't my track. I'm just saying you would, they would repurpose tracks. So we're doing that with content. They would repurpose tracks, change it up a little bit, change the vocal play, and it's it's exact same beat. Just listen to those two tracks. That's why. That's why. I, 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 listen, I, as a as a human being, I don't mess with them. But as a musician, Kanye be putting together some different kind of beats that are unique. He's a superstar, like, man. Yeah. Like, like you can't. At, at the end of the day, as an artist, he's a he, he's a monster. Yeah. Right. Like as artists, as a as a human, I'm just gonna leave that leave that to everybody else to judge. Okay. Like I, just, I, just, I, 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 I am I am not here to judge a person that uh, in in, in, in uh, you know those who live in glass houses shouldn't. There's a so I'll, I'll stay out of that. Yeah. One. That's a yeah, we won't touch that. But like yeah. He, but as an artist and as a producer, he, he's a he's a he's a killer. From his day, it was it was him and Timberland. That's why I used to ping. I used to copy all those both both those guys. But I like Timberland back then because of syncopation. But he hasn't evolved really since then, since the ninety late nineties, early two thousands. Kanye has, but then a lot of it's the team. Once you get that status, you got a squad, engineers just working on tracks day after day, twenty four seven. And then after that last, you sign oh, off. I'm sorry, yeah, okay. that's what that's that's the crazy. Like after the last album, you know, the, you you go through the credits. Uh, Kanye's last album, you go through the credits, and see all the different engineers on a lot of those songs. Very few of them, maybe a hand, not even a handful of them, were actually produced by or engineered by Kanye. Right, like there's yeah. all these other engineers doing it, but it's his flow, right? It's his thing that they had to fit within whatever, I guess, you know, parameter. I don't know what the hell they call it. I, I'm not, I'm not a damn musician, but. More of the story is Jack Carlin's album's good. I'm gonna listen to uh, Kendrick's tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I'm driving around and and I hear everybody everybody's loving it. There's got to be raining real hip hop. It's raining in some lyrics. Go back to okay? go back to Eric uh, B, man. Go. Rock it, man. Like, don't sweat your technique. Go. I love that. He's a little jazz shit in there, man. It was dope. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Listen. Don't sweat listen. the technique. Clyde, 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 Clyde. Clyde. You want to throw Curtis Blow in there and Karis One? All those got to. Listen, I grew up. I grew, started I grew up. I grew up with boot camp click and you know, you know, Guru and Gangstar and you know, like they rapped. All right, yeah. all right, guys. Back to the whiskey hill. Yeah. Let's let's take another talk about inflation. <laughs> inflation. Hey man, I got, I got to give Clyde a shout out, man, because um, it's Asian History Month, and this is as Clyde likes to call it his least favorite month of the year. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> He's like, man, can we just have February twelve times? Because <laughs> that's my month. <laughs> I mean, Jay Z should get his own month, shouldn't he? There you go. There you go. It's Clyde Lee month. Jay Z month. <laughs> Skip Kanye month. Like, this is Clyde. Clyde is a version of Christopher Columbus who's never landed oh. in America. Still lost uh, to sea. He's like, where are all these Indians people keep talking about? Keep hearing about them. Don't know who they are. Look at the corner office, homie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Clyde, Clyde finally is coming around acknowledging that oh, yeah, we go. South Asians exist. He's but we're going to dive, dive into this episode 10 minutes in. Thank you, guys. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but before we kick off, we're going to talk about what we're going to be drinking today. Lock of Ulan. Oh, sorry. 18. 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. 16. My, bad. my bad. My bad. My bad. That was my bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Lock of Ulan 16. Uh, AG special. So, you know, we're going to let him dive into that a little bit later, but we're going to be sipping on it and uh, dive right in. So with this episode, we're going to we're going to talk about what's going on in the world today. I mean, there's a lot that's happening, uh, but, you know, one of the most pressing um, domestic priorities, according to Joe, Sleepy Joe, is inflation. Joe. And we wanted to just dive into it a little bit and just talk about it from the whiskey perspective and highlight how it impacts not only you and your everyday life, but just overall opportunities in the marketplace. Uh, just take it like a one on one. And then let our resident expert, Mr. Pineapple Juice Man himself. Uh, Pineapple <laughs> Juice. Mm, sweet. <laughs> let, let him dive in and do his uh, do his magic. But, you know, we want to talk about inflation. And, you know, overall inflation, there's various factors that can go into inflation. But, you know, inflation is pretty much when prices are driven high based on e- economic uh, e- economic drivers that, 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 that causes production to go up, uh, whether it's measuring the rate of goods and services in the economy, talk about how production costs go up, raw materials go up, there's a surge in demand for products as well. So everything is going up and, you know, prices rapidly uh, increase. And, you know, right now today, as of the end of April, we had a 40 year high of an inflation rate of 8.3, which is crazy because if you think back to, you know, everyday goods and items like eggs, milks, um, you know, services, they're all up in the double digit percentage points. And it's really having an impact on the world and, you know, the dollars that are being spent. So you have people who go to the grocery store, used to go with a hundred dollars and get a cart full of stuff. And now you might get three items. So, yeah. it's, you know, that's a kind of real world view of inflation and kind of what's going on with the world. Yeah. Well, so for it's for me, it's the, the funniest part. All right. Not the funniest part, because nothing's funny about inflation at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like, you're losing money. That. What's crazy is the it's all right. So the the fact that I know a fool can get into is, uh, around inflation, how this how it was triggered, because there was a conversation that we all had back during the pandemic when the government was giving out the money and the Fed was, you know, lowering rates. We knew this this market correction was going to happen. Thule said it. We all said it. Uh, Clyde said it. I was just like, all right, you know, shit's about to pop off. That's always my way of saying predicting twenties again, <laughs> right? Everybody, yep. everybody was on Robinhood buying buying AMC and buying buying GameStop, and and and, and the writing was on the wall. And you slowly started seeing inflation. You start. I started seeing it in the supermarket, right? That was my first indication mm-hmm. where yep. during the pandemic, you can go buy like, you know, maybe I'm, you know, buy chicken, you know, I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a healthy guy, you know, so I'm going to buy chicken and buy a steak and pineapple I started juice. seeing pineapple juice and I started seeing, I started seeing steak prices go up. Right. And, <laughs> and you, you know, listen, once, once, you know, there was, during the heart of the pandemic, I was eating way too much. Okay, I'm just gonna keep it honest. Drinking, yeah. you know, hey, it is what it is. But, well, I told was, you, look, the it guy was just like, the heart of the, it was the heart, it was the hips, it was the thighs, it was the back, <laughs> it was the ass of the pandemic. Everything was getting fat. <laughs> That's right. well, well, the guy, the guy, by the guy at the liquor store I go to, he was like, he was able to buy his house during because of the pandemic. The amount of yeah, he was able to put a larger down payment. Wow! And went to a because just the amount of alcohol people were purchasing during the heart, like during the, in 2020. Um, it's like it, you know, because it was unexpected. 
it wasn't in the budget that how much money he made. Um, uh, it was yeah. great anyway. But you start seeing the prices go up, especially in beef. I think it started from a from the from the on a, the protein side of it was beef that started going up first, and then it kind of went down to chicken, and you started seeing that. And part of the initial blame was supply chain or production issue, then supply chain. Right, production was shut the factories down in, in the Midwest because because of because of COVID, and there was a dom- quote unquote domino effect. And once they reopened it, we had a supply chain issue. Right, we didn't have enough yep. trucks to deliver. Uh, to the different factories, et cetera, across the U.S. So you started seeing it then. And now we're just at we're you know, we're at the heart of it. Uh, and some people are feeling it. Some people aren't. I think that's the other side. I don't think we're talking enough about the people who are really f- struggling right now. And that food thing might get worse for a lot of people because right now. So Russia, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I was in some all uh, some other pod and I was reading an article. I think it was all in pod where Russia creates 40% of the agriculture, the wheat needed for some of the agricultural derivatives like bread and all these other flour, sustainable things, rice that like pockets of Asia and Africa consume. So they're, and they're in war. So they're not planting, they're not harvesting right now. So that's going to come to hit a couple months down the road, three, four, six months down the road and all that production. So the supply chain hiccups, we're just going to be like a pendulum swinging through all this stuff. And people aren't talking about that that much, but that's something that's we're looking at right now. But there's some stuff that's coming down the pipeline. So I don't know how this whole thing's going to shake out. We did say, I remember 2020, oh, we realized, I, may, I, I know I made fun of Bernie. Like Bernie's like, hey, let's give you know money to everybody. You know, he's got that Clyde approach. Mm-hmm. Who's got a thousand? I got zero. That means Clyde's got a thousand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, then the government did that. Straight up socialism. We talked about that episode early one of the episodes, 13, 14, 15. I think we did our thing. So that we thought, oh, well, that's our way out of a recession. Anytime we have power, we have problems, we throw, throw money at it. But now we're seeing the, re- the other side of it, which we've discussed often, too. So let's go through a couple of things here. So recent inflation is kind of like a moving target right now. So, you know, and but all these things are going to take their turns at it. So it hits different market categories. So 2021, we saw it was new used, new and used cars, right? Um, computer chips. Home goods, computer chips are still going to be that uh, for a while, but some of that's getting curtailed. 2022, we're seeing travel now because everyone's traveling again. So airline, hotels, food, just like Anthony said, fuel, rents, leases, mortgages, all that because inflation rates. Let's compare us to the rest of the world. I got these stats from, so every G20 country is in the same boat right now. And many, some are better and some are much worse. So countries that like where you like what you Clyde and Anthony just said, where at US is around eight and a half inflation. Just to give you a sense, like during Paul Volcker times, Jimmy Carter, the reason he was voted out was like 13% and it went up before it came down. We could talk about that later. So we're at eight and a half percent as of mid April and then May we're in now. Um, countries that are in that range, UK, Italy, India, Mexico, Spain, South Africa, South Korea, uh, worse than us, Argentina at 50%. Brazil, 11%. Russia, 17%. That's probably going to get exasperated with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Better than us. Take this with a grain of salt. China says they're at 1.2% with 100 million people locked down. Don't know if I buy it. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know how you can be only that much inflation when everyone's locked down. Everyone's ordering food. So there's like a, sh- a food shortage somewhat of, uh, of people trying to get food as well. Mm. Sweden's two and a half. Japan's less than one. Saudi Arabia's lower. So why, what we all just said, kind of too much money in circulation in the economy and supply just can't keep up with demand, right? So even if the U.S. is strong in other parts of the global market, as we let's say if we're stronger right now or not as bad, 
We're going to get worse from here probably, which is, that's healthy. Let's make sure we keep the people healthy, but we, there are ways to talk about that. But if the rest of the global economy gets kind of weird, we're all going to be put in this volatile play together. Usually U.S. comes out of this thing first. Uh, any of the last two, like March 2020, and then if you look at like the Great Recession in 2008, 2009, this might be worse. Oof. This might be worse, and we can talk around all that. Um, what are the reasons? And I'm going to get into some deeper reasons. Like, and we'll know, like you know, so part of it's from what we just went through, right? This uh, this global pandemic, uh, demand being really strong, supply chain broken. We talked about all these things, and, and not just for like a one or two month period, like prolonged periods of time. And then I would like we just talked about the Russia thing. That's going to be something that's going to impact agriculture for a long, like a good 12, 18 months, right? Um, so. So if there's a, you know, that's the disruption in flow there and then it hurts emerging economies, Africa, Asian countries, um, China, we know is stockpiling food to mitigate this. So they're going to arrive on Africa's shores on some Asian shore like Sri Lanka. They're already setting up. We're going to set up and we're going to be the savior of choice and bring food. That's a, it's a negotiating play for them. That's another conversation, right? Um, oh, what a whole other conversation right there. It, and this shit is happening. It's the change. Yeah. Is that Ray Dalio book? Oh, everything's just coming true. God damn it. <laughs> we got we to learn some Mandarin or something. So what's the blame for this one? So let's go to the last two years. And this is jump back to 2009 because that's kind of the real culprit as well. We got we got high on our own supply. So shutting down the economy, stimmy checks, <laughs> right? Increasing minimum wage. These things lead to if you increase minimum wage, people can buy more well, then more demand. And then you have a supply chain issue. The price is going to keep going up. That's what's happening. Rent control. When you had rent control, the landlords were hurting, but then people weren't spending on rent, but they weren't putting that into investments. They were probably buying shirts and, you know, doing travel, staying in Airbnb. That's more expensive. They were doing not the smartest thing. We're consumption economy. And yeah. our our disease is hitting like China now. China and Asian countries are usually saving economies. China's got a huge uh, middle class now. So they're like becoming very consumption and then quite a few billionaires uh, as well. Right. So in a lot of their cities. <clears throat> so that's, a that, you know, all of this, the trillion dollar spending bills that we kept passing. And this is the current and the previous administration and as, as well as the Fed was just printing. Right. So when you have money that's allowed to pile up and flood into markets, prices go up. But yeah. usually you have jobs. We're going to enter. So let me, let's go to 2009 too. Let's clean that up and then we'll jump in. So 2009, what happened? The quantitative easing, you know, you QE, you heard of TARP and bailouts. That was the problem. And that led to this mm-hmm. whole thing. So we haven't yeah. solved anything. We're like the Titanic that hit the iceberg, stayed afloat, put a Band-Aid on it. We're still just beat, beaten and battered. At some point, we're just going to fall off like Kyrie, fall off the earth when the flatness comes <laughs> into play. <laughs> that's what's happening with this shit. I mean, that's, I, I don't see unless we break the system which we're not going to allow it to happen probably because we're not used to that. And that would really shake some people up, but that's the only way to get healthy. So we're going to probably patch it. Let's see. Let's talk about, well, it. I, want, gonna, I want us three to debate that in a minute. You have to, you have, you, you, it's a constant patching, right? You can't, there's never going to be an ultimate fix unless there's some, right. That that's been historic, right? It, Paul it, Walker it, broke it. it. <laughs> he, huh? he didn't give a shit. Paul Walker was like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm going to break this. And he broke it. Well, so, well, well so since 1900, right. The system had its had its has has its issues, right? You saw it happening. It was fluctuations, and the only things that seems to help reestablish or course correct is something some major issue, yeah. right? Either either the economy goes to shit, de- depression, and then course corrects and helps was from a U.S. perspective was World War Two, yeah. and 
then we had countless other recessions, right? They all were targeted in different avenues. It was never just this global, the entire system's fucking broken. It was something unique that kept on kept on happening, right? It's like a, we we're we're in this we're in a constant funnel of every 10 to 15 years something's going to pop off. And 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 I'm again, I'm not an economist, but if we if we look back the last 40 to 50 years, it was every 10 to 15 years something was going on. Yeah. Right? Um from a from a economics end, but that's just that that's the nature of how we structure the capitalism. Yeah. Um so to your point, I don't know where the bottom is right now from an inflation. I, and I think it's going to go down from here. I think I think you're completely right. I don't, I, no one knows. That's what's happening. And all the bills that we've all put out there are coming due at the same time. That's the problem. That's the problem, right? So you had all these people that weren't paying a lot. If we pass stimmy checks and put those out into play, a lot of people, like Kanye got some money. A lot of rich billionaires got <laughs> money who didn't need it. It was the people who needed it who should have gotten it, Right. Um, so that's that, that, you know, and, but and, I get oh, it. it and there a, were people who did get it and the PPP police came after them. Yeah. Yeah. Going, yeah. So there's yeah, a piece of that, but you know, I'm sure they're going to let a couple of cats slide, you well, know, yeah, you, maybe, got, you got enough money. You got, you got, you got enough money. You can find things. Find but that's ways to make that's the problem. You inflate things. So he, the problem we're going to have is, so if there's like one to 5% of us who are like majority of the people playing in the stock market, let's say, right. Most of those people still have cash to play with. So they're depressed asset values right now. But like, you know, the stock market's probably been banging up the most. But where do you go from here? So like if everything's down, um, like real estate's, commercial real estate's probably as cheap as it's ever been, right? I mean, and where it can't go any further down. I mean, technically it can go to zero or less. But, you know, it's it, you would think it'd have to go up. People are pulling out. So real estate's, crypto's going down. I mean, they're going to be volatile. It's, going, it's up, up a bit today. But like crypto, stocks, real estate, if all of this stuff... Real estate, it can't go down because there's not that much of a supply. We didn't build like after 2009 when we should have after the housing crisis. We didn't build. Yeah. Uh, so so there's that's going to be there. So where do you put it? People are drawing their money so, out. So they're sitting in cash, which is getting devalued, not even by the by the day, by the minute, <laughs> right? Yeah. With inflation, so you hold it. So it's interesting. But there's a lot of people with cash. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. There's probably like 500 bill to a trillion dollars sitting in just cash in people's vaults who are want to buy and they're going to buy up stuff. So we're not going to learn our lesson per se. It's going to be those folks who are going to drive the keep price down the prices up, but the people who need the money are still not going to be able to play. That's going to be the problem. So that's where you need like the fed and the government to kind of come play. That's where I kind of fall in the centrist lane. Like, Hey, you do need some sort of support for folks on all sides of the economy. Well, I was going to say, here's an open question for you because you mentioned something about Bitcoin and crypto that, you know, everyone was touting, you know, years ago as a, a, a hedge against inflation. You know, put your money in there because, you know, it, it's not supposed to follow the dollar or the economy. It's supposed to be this decentralized uh, form, form of currency. And, and we can see now that that's not true. And, you know, as you think about inflation and the world going crazy, Bitcoin is going right with it. So I think as of yesterday. What do you think it is? Like what do you think? What do you think the reasoning is right there? I think the reason there specifically is that there are outside forces. Uh, large banks, large institutions who jump into the space and, and yeah, are pretty much control, controlling it. I mean, it used to be decentralized, but, you know, a couple of big wells are now in there and they're making an impact. And so it's not decentralized anymore. Thank you. Well, that's exactly, And it was never going to be decentralized. But we, man. but we said this, though. We said this. We said this in our, our initial conversations we were having about Bitcoin and, and, and crypto. When you got people who have money involved in it, you know, control. Then you, the whole essence of what it is is it, it doesn't make sense anymore. Right? Yeah. The, the well, concept was for it to be for emerging markets to take a, to take away their dependency on the state 
I don't think it's just for emerging markets. It wasn't. Just, it was. Well, it was for. Every it was, market. Well, yes, yeah, it was yeah. for every market, but the, the the markets, the people who were really using it were these emerging economies, who couldn't. They, the Feds, their Feds, or their, their the state couldn't stabilize their 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 currency, and and it just defa- you know causing them to have inflation in different markets where a, a, yeah. a milk. Milk turned out to be what the equivalent would be thirty five, forty dollars here. Right. <laughs> so, like so, so to get rid of that. But then you got during the pandemic. Then you, you know, great investment tool. We sat here with you, Athul, and, and I forgot your 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 your, your Greg, friend we were Alexander, sitting, Greg, Greg, Alexander, Greg, Alexander, Greg, Greg. We were Greg. sitting here talking about how he, he's writing a white paper on like crypto being like great investment opportunity. I've been checking in on my homie, man. Like, I'm just saying a lot. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Greg. Every three hours, I'm like, you still good? <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here, just like what? And and then and then you couple that's crypto. I'm I'm sorry, I'm going off. But then we had the the Robinhood, the Robinhood uh, world of 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 the <laughs> don't get them started. Investor. Don't get them started. <laughs> and, and and we were we were all sitting here. We were all sitting here talking about that part where it was like. Once those fed, federal checks stop coming in and your disposable income shrinks, people are going to start selling or they're going to start losing. And what and, and the and quote unquote, the meme stocks we saw it on the news the other day are yeah. people are, have lost. What was that? I don't know how much. Probably trillions, man. Trillions. Yeah. I don't know. All millions, of this is hitting. Millions. But anyway, crypto. Yeah. I hope Greg's okay. With Robin Hood, let's, let's, let's put one nail in the bucket. With Robin Hood, and this is a good thing. It's a good and bad thing. Bad thing is, uh, is it, whatever. Most of those accounts like average was $4,000, right? I don't even use that. I don't look at it, but I have two and a half times that in there. I don't even know. I haven't even looked at it because I, I forgot my thing. <laughs> He's got the face ID, but I'm, I just threw it in there for my kids. That's, that's called rich. No, no. So like, I don't, it's 4K know, I don't know how much. I just got. I, I just got a couple thousand. You know, tens no. of thousands in there. I don't know. I don't know my password. Whatever. But most of them. Most of them are like probably at 2K right now. But what? This is good. I'm gonna get in in out of this real quick. It's a good lesson for these folks because man, I've taken some big lumps. I've lost a lot of money in the markets in the last 15 years, but I've made a little bit more, so I don't have to shop at like H and M. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I mean? So I'm like, I, you know, nothing against H and M, greatest sweet company, and 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 they brought us IKEA too. But I'm just saying, I, you know, I'm just. It, it, this is part of you learn your lumps, and hopefully they start to oh understand this is not like gambling because I think a lot of people got in Robinhood. Now back to Clyde's point as far as what crypto hap- would happen with crypto. It was meant to be. It's not. Re, it's not us, like retail folks, because our money's not as big as the institutional players. They were. They came in, and and they, you know, it's the mutual funds, the hedge funds. Our boy, this Mooch, right? All these, and he's just the most public fact. I love that guy, but he's the most public one of them all, right? But he's and um, but so many folks like that, they're drawing down. And what's happening? The funny thing is, um, you could buy. So like we talked about GBTC on here, right? It's gray. Grayscale yep. Bitcoin Trust, I yep. think. They also have yep. one for Ethereum. What they do is they buy a trust. It's a shell. And then they list that shell on the stock market and they buy Bitcoin and it's in that company. It's, it's in a trust that allows and then we, we are allowed to buy it on the stock market ex- exchange. The funny thing was GBTC, right now, if you were to buy it, GBTC, you could actually buy Bitcoin at a discount by buying GBTC because the volatility of Bitcoin GBTC, if you just buy it, it's, you know, because the core asset they're holding is Bitcoin in GBTC. In ETHE, it's Ethereum. So, which is, all these are imploding. So, it's cheaper. So, you get more bang for your buck for the time being by buying the GBTC or the ETHE 
of them if you believe in the long-term value of these. Now, the funny thing is they're competitors in a sense because the irony of it, even the 2% fee that they charge at these trusts are it's still cheaper than having to pay like all the gas and all that drama and all the volatility in there in Bitcoin. Um, but the actual asset that they need to go up, Bitcoin, is going down right now, right? So the theme of the stock is, is the Bitcoin play, but it's all, it's, it's just an interesting space, man. But, um, th- that's what's happening. We, the, we talked about this the other day. Jack Dorsey and Mark Andreessen, I love them both. Mark Andreessen went to my undergrad, you know, 30 years before I did, but like this dude, he was, they're putting the, they were putting the most money in A16Z and Andreessen Horowitz. And then now Sequoia is coming in with the kind of bags. So they were centralizing a decentralized play. They were putting the most money in the most projects in that crypto space. And they're the most well known. So they're getting the most, the furthest reach. So that's what Jack Dorsey is saying. You're not, you're centralizing this decentralized platform. It's exactly what you just said, AG, just to further your point. So then as we think about that, as we, as we think about that, what are, what are, what are some of the things that's going to fix inflation, right? Because as we know, you know, prices are going up, uh, wages are not meeting that. And, you know, the government is trying to make adjustments to make the, you know, inflation, inflation rates slow down. What are some of the things that we're going to see that's going to help improve, improve and stop inflation? We got to get that physical goods versus services ratio in play it's usually like a 20 percent like let's say a one to five ratio right you need physical goods because physicals is a tangible it's a direct supply and demand relationship as far as hey we can only make productivity and you buy it and we got to produce more right right now it's it's out of whack right so physical goods like if you think about tangible goods that can get out of whack quickly and it has because all the supply chain logistics those chains are all disrupted if we can get the let's just so if we can so you increase prices. Go, go get nerdy with me for a second, all right? Well, no, um, go for it. Go, yeah, yeah. No, so you increase prices. Uh, so physical goods. Hopefully that'll slow demand. Might bring prices down eventually, later on down the road. And, it, and then you offset this by like a two percent increase in, um, you know, like a like a ten percent. So if you drop ten percent drop in physical goods purchases, slow demand. And then you could offset it by two percent increase in purchases and services because it's like a one to five ratio, yeah. In a sense, so if you get then you get steady inputs into the ca- of capital into the economy, you kind of set it flow. What's going to happen, unfortunately, is that once things kind of you, you'll get it calibrated. So, that you, but you have a lot of people with cash in hand right now because we saw that in every market it's kind of suppressed. They're going to keep flooding it when they feel things are cheaper and they want to just open it. So I think this inflation is going to be a moving target in certain different sectors. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. You, you tell and, and me. One, and one, one of the things that, you know, I'm saying is obviously uh, the Fed is raising interest rates. I think they committed to doing like 50 basis points um, and not necessarily committed to it, but said that that's the least that they're going to do over the next couple of uh, um, raises. And it may go even higher. So what that does now, it you know, makes money a little bit more expensive. Um, I think, Athul, you said this a long time ago, is that we were getting high off our own supply and got this crack and getting this free money and you can just yeah. go and do whatever you want with it. And it was cheap. So uh, that's going to be a big impact. And, you know, there's a couple other things that, you know, I'm noticing that, you know, at least in America, you can take ownership of a lot of what you're producing, um, which will again, raise wages. Um, you have the ability to invest in local communities and, you know, whether it's in childcare or if it's supply chains or it's, you know, making things that were traditionally driving, wages down 
drive it back up to, to, to offset the inflation because, you know, ultimately, like you said, you're going to have to raise, raise rates, raise prices to get the inflation to, to slow down. And some of this is healthy, right? Some of this is healthy for the economy. You need to kind of recalibrate at some point. We need this, like AG was saying up top, every 10 to 15 years, you need something to break a little bit to recalibrate. Uh, the problem is, we just yeah, there's so much crack out there. Right? Well, I, I think you got to recalibrate. So here's the thing: when it comes down to inf- inflation, et cetera, like you 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 got to look at it also. Like when it comes down to course correcting and Fed, what's the, like what's the trickle down effect? Like so, the initial thing we started with, you know, food. Agriculture is really going to it's taking a bite right now, right? Yeah. We've always subsidized. We've been subsidizing the agricultural industry since World War II. Right, we've been like, like that's that's why we beat Russia, like in the USSR, because we we were abundant enough of food to fill our supermarkets. We created supermarkets after World War II, so we've always is that true. Oh, is, that, is that it? There was no oh, supermarket before that. Right, Ag, man, I know, I know, I know shit. I need them Google figures. I think I'm right. Someone's going to correct me, uh, but you know, we, you know, it's the idea. Like, remember during Trump's presidency, he, you know increasing the subsidies for certain farms within certain states. We've always subsidized. But now here's the thing. How's that trickle down, right? Or trickle up, right? If if they're struggling because if they're ex- they're, they were exporting a, a ton of soybeans to China, remember that was the issue? Yeah, yeah. Farmers still have to produce. We still need this food. Are we saying because of the, the lack of food on the shelves is completely supply chain or is, there, or, is, or is it a production issue? If it's completely supply chain, then the government, it's not just a Fed thing anymore. No, then no, it's, it's then, beyond then, that, yeah. Right, it's now, how do we fix supply chain, right? <sighs> a lot of it's localized, right, within every state and in every in, in cities. Do we have an issue? Do Is there something that we had to talk to, sit down with UPS and FedEx and all the local trucking? Man- that's the, that's the delivery train. of the product. We still need the product to be made, right? Well, that's the problem. Well, so, the, the pro- so here's the thing. That's what, the, the, there's the, the issue. What's your product? Like I, I look at things like is it and again not an economist, but are things in tiers? What what are the important items that we need sure. to worry about getting to yeah. market? I don't give yeah. a damn about Peloton not making it to somebody's house anymore. Yeah. Neither does anybody else with Peloton. But right, yeah. but if we can't get if we can't get chicken or vegetables into the supermarket, or what the new crisis is, lack of baby formula. That's it, huge, right? Right. If we can't get that into the market. That's where we go. All right. Well, if you can't buy, if you can't buy this new, you can't buy a mirror. Uh, you see, I switched it up. It then that's not my problem. That's that's not a concern for society. That's that's your concern, and you fix it. Yeah. But if we can't get food, the food basic, is it. Food the is basic it. essentials to to the market. Then that's the problem. And here's the thing: I don't think we're going to allow this. So, so we want to get inflation to around two percent. That's a healthy economy, right? Uh, yeah. We've been running at zero for no reason for like ever. <laughs> it seems like let's just let's just make it thirteen years, two thousand nine, right? Since then, so we've been have we've had low interest rates. We just wanted because what, what do we want to do? We want to remain com- competitive with all these emerging players around the world, right? Because they're doing that for their economies. What should be done in a in a real world, and this is going to sound horrible. The only way to control this is have a true dictatorship, or okay, we well, control all the inputs. We're never, no one's ever going to go for that. Whoa. Right? We don't want that. You we don't want that, right? So, no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is you want your chicken, but you know <laughs> I get it. But you know, the, the only way to control all these inputs yeah, and, and output is to do that. No one wants that shit. Uh, it's, and that that's unhealthy as well. Right. So then you have to allow these things to kind of break. This is healthy, but it's going to get really tough for people. So what you should do is even in the high times, what I've been saying on this podcast for a while, 
keep some keep some money in the bank for the right opportunities. Don't just go blow it all on the Lamborghini when you Mercedes is good enough, Clyde. All right, AG. Don't forget the bougie ass, you know, baby stroller. Doesn't your rims on your baby stroller? Come on, man. You should have some money investment. Gears to it, okay. And I would have always said, hey, save and invest. But then you know, people are saying, well, if you said invest, all my money's going to hell right now. But look at the long term play. It depends on your vantage point on how the long or short term play. If you're like a hedge fund, you need short term. You're looking at everything short term. That's why CNBC and Bloomberg are kind of like drugs because they're just trying to give you that fast high, you know, like, okay, this is where you got to play right now, but you got to look at the longer term. I've been an Apple guy for since 2005. I've had the smartest people I know tell me I'm a dumbass. I'm not going to call them up a name. Then I'm a dumbass because I haven't sold out of it <laughs> seven different times in the last 15 years. Right. I, I have captured some games, but I piled in because I saw the long-term view in it. There are companies like that that are in crazy sale right now. Let's just talk to that audience, then we'll go into like all the food stuff. There's crazy sales happening right now, and they might even be cheaper. You might get your 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 thirty percent coupon from Groupon, for, Groupon, you know, for like a Saks or whatever. You might get it, right? So I, I, I want I want Apple to put something on sale, okay? Because okay, because I need a new Mac. Apple's on sale, man. I mean, well, I think it can go lower. I think it can go to 120 for me. And that's I'm not, I'm not talking that kind of sale. <laughs> See, y'all having two different conversations right now. Exactly. And the consumer. You're, you're an investor. <laughs> he's a consumer. I'm like, hey, yeah, wish- then like yeah, so, and you'll see a lot of things happening, right? So we're, we're kind of in this trap where we're not. So we, we you know, he's going to. Powell's not going to probably do what Volcker did back in the day. That's why Jimmy Carter had like a one term president. Inflation was too hot. And then Reagan came in and said, hey, I'm going to fix this all. He really didn't have it fixed by the time his he was up for second term reelection. It started coming into play eventually. So these things take time to kind of it roll takes, out. It takes eight years. It takes eight to 10 years for anything of significance to come. We still haven't really recovered since 2009, right? No, we just kept throwing money in the fire and it's just like, oh, that's a nice fire. Once <laughs> now, that's a fire like Eddie Murphy, right? Once they started hiring and once, once the market started hiring again, people were just like, oh, yeah, things are good. And then it became, then it became, oh, the, the Obama administration and all these regulations are slowing the economy, economic growth that regulations are needed because we don't know how to act as damn people. That, you hit, you <laughs> hit it on the head. And I'm saying from a, in a personal perspective, all the way up to a corporate, we do not know how to act when times are great or bad. Right. Yep, and it's okay. Yep. That's part, we're not going to be able to retrain, you know, 8 billion minds how to, how to act. But you got to just, that's why you need these other inputs. And, and nor do you want to, right? And theoretically, from a consumer economy, you don't want everybody to know how to act. You kind of want, you, you, well, well, well there's a loser. Like me. Winners and losers. There's always going to be there's people like me find disruptions. Yeah. Well, so, well, the, and, but then they're, the, the, then they're like, they're the sharks and hey. then they're the prey. Hey. That, and, that, and that's, but that's the theory. That's the theory, right? That's the theory. It's just like, you know, either you're going to take this money that you got from the government and you're going, like you said, travel, travel to this country, that country while you, you know, you're like, oh, you know, cool, because I got this extra money. Or do you take the money and invest it and and and, and stack it because, you know, this shit's going to dry up. The government yeah. going to all find a hybrid to do it in a healthy way to do both. Right. Is yeah. my opinion, in my opinion. So I'll close on this on this argument. No, no, we're not closing, Clyde. No, there's more shit to say. Uh, <laughs> part two say coming. <laughs> we had to do a part Hour two. two. <laughs> uh, but as you talk about investing, you know, we talk about great opportunities out there, and I feel you'll like this one. Um, what's the best buy right now? I mean, I think at certain points right now, Apple is off by twenty percent. Microsoft twenty five. Amazon forty one. 
Uh, Facebook, 49% down and, and Square was now blocked. Are just some of the tech companies that are down like tremendously. You know, those are long-term real businesses that produce cash flow in most cases. You know, there are other other companies that are out there like NVIDIA and, you know, yeah. you can go on and chip go makers on. Should be, chip makers should have a field day moving forward. I'm not giving advice, but that's probably somewhere because if you think our wooden floors, our showers, everything's going to have a chip in it of some sort. You know, because we're going to, we're going to center, you know, we're going to, uh, what do you call it, the internet of things, everything, all that, we're going to technologize everything. So if you look at the show, I think, you know, who could make a, so I, I, of course, I'm a big believer in tech. Uh, I love tech. So whatever your vantage put on that, figure out where you sit in there. You could take AirPods out of Apple and they'd be a Fortune 100 company. I think they're the top mm-hmm. three in revenue yep. generation company, yep. right? I heard that somewhere. I don't know. One of, one of our guys that we listen to. So, um, I heard that somewhere. Now, Get beyond that. So they call this a cyclical play, right? Right now, commodities might be, you know, the hot thing. And usually in inflationary periods, you know, we stop giving Apple and Amazon the tech plays, these crazy valuations, 30 times earnings and all that. Probably going to come down to might be lower than 20. It's at around 20 right now. It's probably going to be, could be 15, 20. That's whatever. Get in because we're all, get in wherever you feel comfortable because at some point we're all going to overdo it and it's going to go up again and you can capture some gains. Now, one thing you could do. Uh, let me say one thing. Like we, we're going to enter this period of stagflation, and then I'm going to get in back to like Stag- like uh, so high inflation, slow economic growth. Just kind of expect that we might be in a recession right now. We might be in one, right? If we're not, I you know because it's slow down growth for two 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 quarters, whatever. But you know, it, people say, oh, it's not going to happen to the end of the year, or whatever. They're just assuming that the Fed and all these folks are going to come in and pour money at some point or not allow us to break. We probably need us to break, or it's going to be that Titanic rolling down the stream. There's a mid, there's we got midterms this year, so they might they might they might if he puts stimmies out though that could be the worst thing. But they to might get, go, to get reelected, he's gonna try. But like I think he's out anyway, so he should probably just let things break a little bit, and that'd be healthier if he's a true American. <laughs> you know, but well, let's let's let me give you one other conservative view. I gave you all the other things that we talked about. Um, so I listen to both sides, conservative and liberal, and then I, I find mine in my centrist. Here's one that, you know, the U.S. consumer is borrowing more, spending more, despite the rate hikes. We're seeing that. The hikes need to be higher mm-hmm. is what the ultra, ultra conservative is saying. And this guy went down a, a rabbit hole of just beating up on crypto as well. But then he, here he came back here. Some folks are borrowing money that they don't intend to pay back, which Tails up another thing I want to say. So Biden, if he comes in and tries to forgive, like he's forgiven student loans. So that means that money isn't being paid towards that. But then he's paying it. They're paying it. They're probably not paying it for an investing They're or buying a better house or whatever. They're probably taking trips. That is something that has no real re- return in value besides memories, which Tulum, is great. Tulum, baby. Tulum. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or whatever. Right. Um, so they're doing that. So that's that's the thing. So now here's so banks. What are they in the business of? They're not in the business of making loans. Right. That's just the first part of it. The, the second part is they also need those loans to be paid back. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we already have this by default discriminatory play within lending. That has nothing to do. It has against about income. Who's going to pay me back? Who's not? Right. And then that's how they do it. So this could get even worse. So credit worthy borrowers who borrow, we're kind of subsidizing people who don't intend to or can't pay back. So you have to look at all these things. So, yeah. so for anyone looking at, oh, I want this forgiveness, I want that, I want this, but just think of what it does to the broader economy. Somebody's paying for something somewhere. And don't say, let's stick it to the rich guy or gal, um, but that's not going to work either, right? Because I mean, top 1%. <laughs> 
top one percent is there where they want to stick it to? So, because, <laughs> I, I'll go here. We know black cloud's point zero seventeen percent. Yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want the, I would love for our for our viewers to see Clyde's uh, whiskey room that he records out of. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> hey man, he got the he's dark. A, we didn't like this background. Hey Jerome, bring another bottle, man. <laughs> bring another bottle. I don't like this one. Pinky's up in the air. <laughs> like, what is what is this? <laughs> But we could go on and on on inflation. We, we should probably do another like fun episode. We'll, we'll I, I tag think, it in I, at some point I, later on. When it comes down to stocks, you know, again, I, I don't know much, but I, I, I will say this. Like, you do have to look at the different version. Like, we get so caught up in the tech stocks yep. um, or like just the big brand name. I, like, I remember I had a colleague years ago who was just like, oh, I don't buy the, the brand name. I buy all the parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The brand name. Smart, smart, right, and that's and that's how you gotta look look at it. You know, so Nvidia. Nvidia, that's that's Nvidia. Right, Nvidia, right? Or or when I when we talk Qualcomm. about Snowflake drop, but they're still a part of the whole cloud ecosystem, and and yeah. we all know Amazon. They keep on saying that they're not separating; they're going to keep it under umbrella, which probably still makes sense. You're talking but, about Amazon uh, AWS, yeah. So, but you know, there's 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 other industries that are still doing well, right? They don't get so, talked about. All the yeah. time, you know who's gonna, you know where the I, monument is going to be. Whoever solves last mile delivery, and that could be an Uber or Lyft. Who knows? But like gets that right in an efficient way. That's where the crazy that that those margins will far outseed what you get in tech. You just don't know who's going to do it. I, I, I've know. had I've had a I've had conversations for the past five years about that. I think one conversation one time with all three was met up during the World Cup at that bar near Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And we were talking, there was a couple of companies out there looking to try to help solve it, right? There, there's contracts out there that Amazon gives out. You know, there's tons of contracts that you just, yeah, gotta, you, just right. gotta, you just have to meet their demand. And that's a whole different beast, <laughs> right? But, you know, they're, they're looking for ways, like you said, to solve that and that last mile. You know, because it is for me for this baby shower. I don't. I don't. I never got so many packages. Like I, <laughs> my door. I'm in the middle of a meeting. Next There was a fool that said that, not me. I know. But but Chad, it's you're you're right. I think that last mile delivery discussion is a game changer for a business who can someone who can put together the capital because it's 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 almost cost prohibitive too because of the 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 cars, et cetera, that you need. All right. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting wrapped up by, by, yeah. by James Harden. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that note, we may have really to dive back in. That finger's never going to have rings on it. So it's really fast. <laughs> I was just playing. I was just playing. It's rough. And on that note, we may have to, we may have to do a part two soon. Uh, continue to watch this space. I think there's so much to talk about everything from housing, food, clothing, chips, tech, Everything is impacted by inflation and something we're going to continue to watch. And I think the whiskey has definitely a good perspective on this. And, um, you know, I thank you guys. And, you know, we're going to dive into the next part of the show, which is shit you should know, uh, which, which, which is a fun part of the uh, episode for us. I'll, and I'll go first. Look at this guy. Uh, go look at somebody, somebody's prepared today. Because <laughs> as some people know that, you know, listen, to them, I'm, I'm soon to be dead. And. What we talked about in the thank you, thank you, and and what we talked about in the in the brief we talked about um, supply chain issue with baby formula. I'm just it's not a shit you should know. It's just the the audacity, or I, it depends on where you well, sit inside the wall. Is this no? I'm, I'm, the baby. The ba- <laughs> so Joe Biden is giving baby formula to immigrants coming across the border, as opposed to holding it up. But Governor Abbott oh, really? of Texas 
is 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 attacking him because there's he's saying that there's demand in the U.S. Why would you give it to immigrants? Um, and and there's so who said it? I think it was a Jamel Hill on Twitter. She's like, there's got to be you have there's some level of audacity that you want to punish kids. There is a there is there has to be a human element to shit that we do in this country. Like regardless of how pissed you are, be pissed at the parent, right? Be pissed at the adult who puts their kid in the situation. But as a human, you have to say, all right, I can't make I can't let children starve. The worst thing in the world to me was when I I I, I substitute taught years ago before I went to grad school. And I remember in a tough area when they had a half a day, there was no food, there was no lunch. And there were kids that weren't going to eat the rest of the day because they didn't have free lunch. We should never allow children to go hungry in this country. Not when we were tossing around trillions of dollars and people going to Tulum for vacations and those trillions of dollars. Children should never go hungry. <laughs> okay. So I get it. There's a, a formula need, but that's a, it's, it's, it's a shame that you want to get mad because he wants to give food to children. That's all I got to say. Somebody gave Yelp a review that was really bad for Tulum, but, um, <laughs> uh, but no, that's a great point though. Appreciate that point. <laughs> all right. I'm done. Yeah. No, that's good. You know, that's I got good. seven. So, so for me, uh, I do it at a high level because this is something I thought was very interesting. Um, know we like. know that <laughs> we know that the market is really taking an impact right now. And a lot of the, it's, um, it's a, at a high level, it's pretty much executive stock selling. Um, so there's been a lot of companies who went public recently, uh, Carvana, Peloton, um, and many more to say a few. And, you know, while the stocks are down 70, 80, sometimes 90%, a lot, a lot of the executives who really own these companies, their founders, co-founders, uh, high-level, C-level executives, walked away with hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars for each of these stocks, left their employees in some cases to be holding the bag and, and shareholders to be holding the bag. Um, for example, I think the Carvana uh, CEO walked away with a billion dollars in stock sales shortly after with the, through the IPO. Uh, the Peloton executive team, CEO, CFO, walked away with like hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and they got out really quickly. So that I just wanted to highlight that and say, you know, sometimes um, the executives know a little bit more and they sell and you got to watch those kind of areas. But I just thought that was very interesting for, you know, Peloton, Carvana, um, Affirm and a bunch of other recently launched IPOs who their executives cashed out. They're sitting on hundreds of millions, if not billions, and uh, left investors holding the bag. That's it. And sometimes you don't follow and find out about those until a quarter or two later, a quarter later, generally, right? And the filings. But then there's a website you can track some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you all. I wish I knew it offhand because I've looked at it. And you can see some of the, not insider trading, tech, like the legit formula that people that are inside the company's trading their, their shares. You can actually track that and see, oh, <laughs> you know, yep. sometimes they're signaling it and they can, you know, that, hey, it's a buy when it's really still a shitty company. You, you want to just do your own work on these things. Um, yep. That was a good one, man. Um, I'm going to give you, a, you know, just two things, man. That's all. Power of law, venture capital and the making of new future. So they mm. went through a bunch of like Silicon Valley folks, just superstars. I'm, a, I'm on chapter one. <laughs> Started <laughs> off with a guy that I'm really fond of, Vinod Kosla. So his son, Microsystems, was his company. He used to be, that was one he, you know, is a tech group. He's Stanford grad, 80s. I met his daughter here through Nexus once. They're all just like brilliant. Um, his 
his whole thing is, hey, he believed and he had such conviction over something. He, his thing was, hey, see where the future is and bet on that, right? So he knew it went, this is back in the 90s. He knew that, hey, we're, internet, at some point, we're going to want to do phone calls in there. Sometimes we wanted to see videos. So he built in exactly what AG was saying, the heart, the parts around it. So let me beef that up because we're going to need bandwidth at some point. That's what his companies mm-hmm. were. He's had a couple companies like that. And then there was, he wanted to sell it, I think, Cisco or Oracle or somebody wanted to buy it at like 200 mil. He said, no, I think it's going to be higher. And they upped it 700 mil. He said, nope. I think they eventually acquired him in like six bill or whatever it was, right? So he's like, he's a multi-billionaire now. So he believed in his company and knew where it was going. And at first they didn't want to partner with him. They said, oh, no one's ever going to watch video over the internet. That's what Cisco or Oracle, (laughs) one of them said. And then, you know, he said, okay, deuces. So when they came back up the offer, like literally like a week later, they when they went and did their work, um, he he 10X'd it. 12 exit and he's done that repeatedly coastal adventures is his venture group last one i saw the batman movie in the movie theater recently oh so here's great. the thing i'm a big superhero dude i'm a big superhero dude but this guy uh, i don't know this guy uh, i know he was in those tw- twin no what are, oh, the, robert the twilight movies robert pattinson yeah yeah so this dude he's per- maybe he's perfect for this generation He's dark and he's like moody. He's very emo. It looks like he would have like ripped up skinny jeans, you know, off if we needed Bruce Wayne. It wouldn't be in a suit. It was ripped up skinny jeans and like black fingernail polish. I'm not knocking it, but that seems like he's just so moody like that, right? Where he doesn't like ever talk to people. He just texts people. Uh, and, you know, like sad emoji shit. You know what I'm saying? So he probably hasn't talked to a real person years, but they went really grimy with it. I still like the movie. Um, but it's like it's dark, man. They go, you know, DC goes dark where yeah, you know it's all light and happy over I, with Avengers. I, I, I watched, I watched it on, on on HBO Max. Like we picked, like you know, I was, I was like three hours, and I was like, oh man, we gotta start this at five it's o'clock. Long. I was like, I was just, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, man, I, don't, I told my friend, other other people, I was just like, yo, I don't know if I like it because I've never seen Batman get his ass kicked so much. I was like, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like I'm friend was like, no, oh, that makes him human. I was like, no, man, I, you're, that's not a superhero. He's like, yeah. not a superhero technically. I was like, yeah. I was like, I just don't want I just don't want to see my I just don't want to see my superhero getting his ass kicked regularly by like by like Joe by, by by the by the block boy. I like that I don't want him to see him getting, <laughs> I, I don't want him <laughs> he doesn't take the Batmobile to fight he takes a skateboard to fights. He's like emo. <laughs> I, was, I was like where is this cool weapon? I was like, I like Christian <laughs> Bale. Like, hey, like, hey man, let's go to Pack Sun and buy some shit at the mall. <laughs> Damn man, but it was it's it it's a I don't know if it's a sign of the times. Like just it's very moody, broody type. Um, yeah, type of I, yeah, that's all. I, but, I, I like you needed a hug afterwards. Yeah, what's that? You needed a hug afterwards. Wait, wait, wait! With them abs, come on over, man. <laughs> you got me all suspect and shit. That was hilarious, Clyde. Clyde, Clyde gets he gets to take the week off. Got a job. Oh man, get the week off. There you go. I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here all week. So, so with that, we're gonna dive into the, the, our whiskey of the day, Lacavulin 16. Um, you know, AG, yeah. tell us a little bit about it. Tell us a little bit about it. How you acquired it. I'm not and, telling uh, you the price point, but I got it. I got it very cheap, as in uh, free, as in free. He's the uh, off the back of a truck. So listen, I listen. I got connects. Okay, you know, brother's <laughs> girlfriend, and you know, they went to Scotland, and then boom. He's I, like, I got connects. Let me give them to you. He just gave it to you guys. <laughs> Everybody, I know that's right. But I will say this: it is so. As the fool pointed out, it was at the beginning of the episode. You know, his hate, or could not at the beginning of the episode, the constant hate that I I received from uh, Lafroy, and I, I get it. Here's the thing. Lagavulin, it's a rich, it's very rich, right? It's, right? it's a, it's a, it's a mouthful, right? In a sense, right? Like 
calm down, calm down, calm down. It has, it's very sweet too, right? So it's, it, it's rich, right? So it's, it, it's a great taste, right? You just, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, like you get the price point, right? Yeah. It's, you know, like it's, it, and again, and again, it's not an expensive one comparison to some of the other whiskeys and scotches out there. Like it's, it's in, in comparison, but it's not your, you know, I'm just going to shoot down the store and pick up one. Um, it's not Buffalo yeah, it's, Trace. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's like it's, an $80, $90 bottle, but it has, it has bottle. great flavor though. Oh my God. Like it's one of those. I was, I drink it, pour a glass. I was like, I'm not going to have another one. I was like, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna savor this this one and glass it's, and, and it's hold a, on to it for because it's it's enough one glass is enough because it's it's so much it's so it, it's so rich, so I I love it. This is one of those that you know we're converting this man. Yeah, you are, man. you are. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I, look, I went to I went to I went to the look. to turn in the Reeboks for the Nikes. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good bottle like I mean, we've had this on the pod before yeah. we, remember the first time we recorded in person uh at the studio in in the city oh wow this is the bottle i had in the office is i it? brought it in yeah we, yeah, we were first or second we were, episode we had it and you've had it at my place before that one we, time we were we for uh, both times we got real toasty at the each one okay so I don't yeah, remember yeah. What, your your place i think we had like three different bottles okay so they, and we finished we, we all said, three said, which one do you want all of them <laughs> <laughs> no but this one, the, one cool about it, when you try so there's ardbeg which is a nice it's yes. one of the islays islays however you pronounce it lafora i call it um okay all right all right all right it's like let's, let's move it's, forward it's okay. not my taste but when you try Lagavulin, Lagavulin, when when the way they pronounce it and they, they he keeps correcting me man the dude uh he did so it's 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 rich it's beautiful it's got that it's the smoke but the right amount yes well yes. where night where like laforg i thought i felt like it's like nyquil like with just the smoky just the alcohol you just no you just filter. you just feel the hair growing on your chest when you drink <laughs> you say, man, you just, you just see it coming on like, your wow. girl's hair will start growing on chest. like man is she getting too, I'm the one drinking. <laughs> it's like T Wolf up in his mouth. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah. it's, it's rich. It's everything is perfect and hits the mouth and all. It's like a, it's the palate. It just hits properly and it goes down smooth. But it's the kind of drink you can't start with it. You got to end with that. It's and I yes. call it my winter fall drink because it's it's heavy it, for it, summer. It is, yeah, exactly. Like I, that's what I was saying. Like I had that one glass recently. I was like, oh, that's enough. Yeah, I was like, you, you you drink too much of this, you know, it, it, it's just too much going on. It's probably paired. I, you know, I would love what we don't talk about, and, and a friend mentioned pairing it was pairing it with food, mm. like how they pair it, like especially with mm. that's one that you could pair with like a dessert or something that it, it, it won't take away. But you know, someone might is going to probably you know hear this episode, and like you don't pair, you don't pair that with anything. You just drink it, <laughs> just drink it. And a cigar, drink <laughs> a cigar, and a cigar. There you go. <laughs> There you no, go. it's, there it's you beautiful. Go. What do you think, Clyde? Well, I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's not much for me to add, but I thought it was good. Yeah. I'll do AG because <laughs> you, you guys got in a little bit of everything. So uh, it was good. I liked it. Uh, I'm going to invest into a bottle, and, you know, I recommend it. I recommend it for everyone to uh, go and check out. It's because you don't get it. And they have a, they have a, I never had it before. I, I finally got it. I'm sorry. Cause I, I went and bought the Scotty Pippen bottle. So then that, you know, they just won. So I'm like, let me, that was like 70, 80. I'm like, let me pick up this other. I ne- had never seen Laguvalin the 12 year. I'd only seen the 16 year. It's a 10 year maybe. And I got it. And that's closer to Lafroy because the age isn't there. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then if you try Ardbeg 10 or 12, that's actually dope. You had the Ardbeg Black, which is the expensive one. Well, yeah, I got that as a gift. That's my friend, yeah. Andre, who got me that as a gift. The, the, Look the, at Andre. We had, we, we had Ardbeg. We had, we had Ardbeg at the, uh, we had, when we had the, 
your friend, the guest, um, the the agent, your friend, what's his name? We had oh, our bag. That's right. Iga, I forgot what season one, man. The season one, yeah, that was we. Jake. That was a great conversation because we got a little very t- tipsy after that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. What the, circle back to that one, anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah we it's might we, drink. We, we might have to run back some hits for the next couple episodes. Some of the uh, older the drinks that we touch base on and uh, and, and revisit them again. Yeah, that, yeah, yes, you know, yes, like, yes. like Koval and shit. What's up? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still waiting for the sponsorship package from Cabal. <laughs> hey, business development, just do something, all right? <laughs> Got me like throwing out hits. I'm like lobbing threes and fucking dunking. He's just like, hey, man, he looks good doing that. <laughs> Clap like my cheerleader over here. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Whiskey Hue. Uh, thanks for joining us. Make sure you listen, rate us, and uh, look out for more. Peace. Peace.